Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with Sean from SGT Report. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is February 3rd, Thursday in the year 2022. Glad it doesn't change. The year at least is consistent. Everything else is a bit crazy, as we know. We're going to have a couple introductory updates, obviously, on Canada and some other things before we jump into a great interview tonight with Sean from SGT Report, who if you don't know and don't follow, please do. That's sgtreport.com. It's a fantastic, he just does a great program. Before we begin tonight, mypillow.com MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page. It's a great place to go to get amazing savings on amazing products by MyPillow, who's obviously led by one of America's great patriot and CEOs, who also walks with Christ in his heart. That's Mike Lindell. And right now, when you go over to MyPillow.com and you use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, a promo code you can use anywhere on the Frank Speech site, on the My Store site, and on the MyPillow site, you're going to get a free copy of Mike's book. That's an incredible story about him, where he came from, coming up from his background in, as a drug addict and leading to becoming one of the great CEOs of our time and all centered on his relationship in God and his acceptance of Christ. This is an amazing story, amazing book. So if you head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, you'll find some amazing specials going on besides the book, which comes with every one of your orders when you put Bards in your promo code section in the checkout. When you use that, you get the book, but you're also going to find things like 50% off on My Slippers. You're going to find 60% off on Giza Sheets, which are just incredible, by the way. And all sorts of incredible savings, 50% off of men's and women's sleepwear. It's like the go-to, everything you need for your home. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and in doing so, make sure and take advantage of getting a free copy of Mike's book. All right, Patriots, also thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. That's the Bible for our time, in my opinion. It's an NASB 1995 edition, which is just an exquisite translation. And in, in addition to that, it has our founding documents, founding fathers' documents worked in throughout the Scripture. It is truly a lesson in God's Word and in understanding how our fond, founding fathers used Scripture as a living language. Now, if you use your promo code over there, B-A-R-D-S, you're going to get 20% off on those heirloom Bibles. They're beautiful Bibles printed in the United States of America, one of the few Bibles that are actually printed here in this country. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off. Finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's a coffee designed for the warriors of our time. You take that one cup of coffee, carries you through the whole day, gives you that boost that you need, and then sustains your energy across the entire day. Plus, it gives you better mental focus, boosts your serotonin, and creates a foundation to strengthen your immune system. 
Now, when you get over to ExpeditionCoffee.com, that's X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, you're going to find a number of other products. It's all part of a health ecosystem. And that health ecosystem begins with the coffee, which is kind of the foundation product. It then builds on the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of those issues that we all face in this current day. And it's one of the main causes of sickness in the American public and American diet. You also have immune, the Immune XP product, which is a product built on pine cone extract, high levels, built with high levels of vitamin C. And then you have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver, silver extract on the market right now. It'll isolate the pathogens in your body, including the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us. And finally, you have Earth, which is a full body nutrient supplement in a powder, mix it with water, drink it like a shake. It's everything your body needs once a day. Those, all those products I use daily. They're fantastic products. Again, you can find those on Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. There's a whole series of products designed to reclaim our health sovereignty. So important. Well, Patriots, before we dig in tonight to this great interview with Sean, I have a 50-second second clip I want you to hear here from a former BlackRock executive. It's quite interesting, and it starts to put a number of things in context to what we're seeing right now. Take a listen to this. The global debt uh, bubble is at, is at its peak, and um, it's becoming apparent, uh, given what's going on across the globe, that um, we're at the end. And due to that fact, um, we're going to see um, lots of crazy things in the financial markets. I think uh, we're going to see um, the credit markets become unhinged. The equity markets become unhinged. Um, you know, the Fed got a reprieve from COVID when they were able to, you know, the cover of COVID print 65% more money um, to keep this thing afloat. But we're at the end end days here. And um, a lot of what you're seeing in the response from global governments is what I believe is um, setting up a system to, um, you know, under the guise of medical tyranny, to uh, prevent uh, the riots that are going to ensue once this thing all unwinds. That's my personal belief, and I, I watch what people do know what they say. All right, so this is a really important point. If you haven't picked up supplies in your life to endure about six months, get busy because inflation's hitting us hard. This is a rapid rise of inflation right now. In fact, we're on the street is in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see store prices jump by big numbers like small items, 50%, other items, a dollar. That's probably in a range of 20% inflation on items on the whole. So be ready. The whole system is grinding down. If you really look at the draconian side of this, obviously they've, they've distributed this bioweapon, knowing that their financial markets were going to implode. And this bioweapon is designed to maim and to destroy as many people as possible to keep us away from the them and the truth that they have pillaged and raped and pillaged everything on this market. They know they're going to be the ones in the optics, but they want to limit what the public can do in response. And so they've been fairly successful with getting the bioweapons in place, putting their 5G laser systems, that's an exaggeration, their 5G energy death weapons in place across this nation. So we have to be very much on awares of what's happening. And I say all this as a lead-up to the update I'm going to give you now. It's a one-minute, eight-second clip on the update from the border. And I'm just going to put this out there for Canadians that listen. You guys are doing a great job, and you're holding the line, but do not trust the government. 
They're going to try to persuade you to minimize what you're doing. And this is a critical thing for Canadians to grasp is there is no compromise except 100% fight for liberty. And if you shorten yourself anywhere along that way, like you accept that they're going to drop the mandates or whatever, the fight is not mandates. The fight is liberty because these governments are going to twist and turn this. I've said this all along. The trap is drop the mandates. They'll find another way around it. It didn't Dropping the mandates doesn't change the COVID pass. It doesn't change the global financial network that they're trying to force everybody into. It doesn't change the forcing of everybody into transhumanism into the meta world. This thing has to be about liberty and reclaiming our liberty and getting rid of this medical tyranny and all the people that are responsible for that, bringing them to justice. So for Canada, just as a word, when you listen to this, keep this in mind that what you're faced with right now is the attempt to minimize and, and lessen the impact you're actually having. Here's this clip. This is from Rebel News. Here for Rebel News, we are here in Coos, Alberta for day six of the protest. There's some interesting developments last night that uh, protesters had blocked a checkpoint for no more commercial traffic to come through after they have open lanes. That has since changed, and we're going to catch up with Chad Williamson for an update on that. For day six of the uh, uh, trucker uh, convoy down here at uh, the Coots border crossing, things have calmed down a considerable amount. Uh, it looks like there's movement on uh, all sides. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the folks down here continue to monitor the political dialogue that's uh, ongoing to uh, just make sure that uh, you know their voices uh, continue to be heard, that their concerns continue to be addressed. Uh, but the vibe is uh, very positive. Uh, it's been a, a remarkable change, uh, and everyone does remain hopeful, uh, but the optimism is guarded. So everyone's just going to continue to uh, uh, hang out down here, uh, continue to uh, 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 protest as, as their charter right, uh, and we'll see uh, how, how things progress. And just to underline this point, and there's a clip coming up here now from the Ottawa chief of police Listen to what he says about their optimism on coming to a negotiated solution with the truckers and Canada's people. This isn't just a truckers movement. This is Canada. Canada standing up to your government. So as Canada is trying to, as the people are trying to do a peaceful protest to change the government, just listen to what the Ottawa police, uh, chief of police has to say about that. Um, increasingly, as we see demonstrations not just here, but elsewhere in the country, where there are efforts um, by strictly a policing action. Um, we are not as confident as we have been that police alone will resolve this situation substantially, never mind in totality. And it's in that context that I make the statement, there is likely no policing solution to this, but in combination with other efforts, there may be other opportunities to substantially reduce, if not um, end this demonstration. It is a local demonstration, a provincial demonstration, a national demonstration, and one that has international elements associated to it. I know, but I don't know what that means, right? When you say other than police, do you mean, do you need politics? Do you need military? I'm very, I'm not, I don't understand the answer. I understand it's not only police, but then what are those other options that are not police options that we might need? I think you just listed most of them right there. All right. So the reality is that they're using this COVID issue to create the policies to lock everybody down, to penalize you, and ultimately to encourage you to commit 
suicide. And if you took the shot, hate to tell you, but you've committed suicide. It's just a matter of time. And it's, that's, that's the truth. There's no way to correct what's in your body. There's no way to correct the damage of what they've put, done to you. So it's, And I say that because I hope that pisses you off if you've taken the shot. You need to be angry. You need to be angry, righteously angry, that they have tricked you into taking something that is destroying your genetics, modifying you. In fact, and we're going to go over this in detail tomorrow night, but I have the document, the Supreme Court ruling for 2012 that designates that because you took mRNA, you are now licensable and are no longer human. It's based on mRNA, not just the change of the genetics, okay? Now, the point of this last clip, and this is something everybody needs to keep in mind, these people are going to lie and twist and steal and do whatever they have to do to convince you to step down from your way. They're going to tell you things like, oh, we're going to get along. Just open the border for us and everything will be okay, eh? No, it won't be okay because all they're trying to do is divide the movement. They're trying to weaken your position. They're trying to give you some hope that they're not going to give you. And in the end, what they're targeting to do is likely martial law. And they're going to tie that in with the global financial collapse. I've said this all along. We own the high ground right at the moment. It's a, it's a narrow window. If we, the people, come up and stand up and stop playing their doggone game and let their markets collapse, we are making the markets collapse on our terms, not theirs. Keep this in mind. Whether you like it or not, all markets are going to collapse, period. The only question is when. You can let them control the game or you can get in and affect the game and control it on make and make us force the markets to collapse. But there is no other way forward. The markets will collapse. The question is, who's going to control the high ground when we come out of this? Right now, Canada's got the high ground. And if Canada continues to lead and not give in, then we've got a great opportunity to have the rest of the world join. And hopefully, America will wake up and quit playing this delusional political game. Why do you think people are pushing around with all these events to get you to vote and think about voting for 2022 and 2024? They're keeping your eyes off the ball, which is the most critical thing, which is the markets are about ready to collapse. They want you away from the truth. They want you worried about masks. They want you worried about vaccine mandates. Instead of just saying, absolutely no, forget it. At all costs, we're not going to participate. And they're trying to keep your eyes away from the fact that the markets are blown. They're done. If you have pensions, I hate to tell you, those pensions were raided and robbed in 2007. All you have is a paper statement. You don't have any money in them. This is the truth. So these are the brutal realities in which we have to face, and we're going to get into those in, de in depth tomorrow, okay? Now, all that said, one of those great truth-tellers who has fought this way, has kept that truth on the forefront, is Sean from SGT Report. Sean has had his program around for years. I think I started listening to Sean about 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And he is a hardcore investigative journalist of a true type, our type, citizen's journalist, and he is, he is a persistent truth teller. So I really had a great interview, and I'm anxious now to bring this to you. And again, if you have not followed Sean's program, please do. It's just another one to add to the inventory of really keeping abreast of everything that's going on. So without further ado, allow me to introduce Sean from SGT Report. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored today to have Sean from SGT Report on. And as you all know, I was given the honor last week of being on his show, and now Sean's on 
on our show, so this is going to be awesome. Uh, Sean is sgtreport.com, and as you've heard me mention before, I, I think Sean is probably one of the top truth tellers out here. He's a, he's a hardcore researcher, has run a channel for years, and has endured some of the most vicious attacks by deplatforming and so forth from Google and our friends in, in big tech. So, hey, Sean, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Scott, thank you so much. It's a, a real honor to be on your show, and I was so glad to have you on and introduce you or reintroduce you to my audience. I say reintroduce because it's easy to lose track of really high-quality content producers, content producers, truth tellers, because of the scrubbing that's happening on all of these platforms, right? They're terminating us. And uh, in a news item today from Zero Hedge, PayPal crashes most on record after shutting millions of bad actor accounts, abandons long-term user goal. Now, as fate would have it, about two, three months ago, after 15 years, I think, on PayPal, they terminated me. So good on you, PayPal, crashing most on record because you're purging your business of people who want to use PayPal. It's insane. You know, it really is. I think you just hit something that I think is hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. I mean, they're intentionally crashing the economy, but in so doing, they're willfully destroying some of their own business ventures, which makes it's an illogic that when we look at it, but for them, it's all about, for me, in my opinion, anyway, it's all about social engineering and channeling us into wherever they want us to go. Well, that's right. And if you follow the money, uh, and there's some great videos about this monopoly being one of them. They have all the money. They own all of the most important businesses. So when you think about who's they, the international criminal bankers and those related families, uh, BlackRock, they literally own everything of value. And um, so they can burn down select parts of the economy, which hurts real people who live day to day, dollar to dollar, but it doesn't hurt them a bit. It doesn't hurt them at all. In fact, they're using money as a weapon. They weaponized our money, of course, back in 1913 at the foundation of the Federal Reserve, right, under Woodrow Wilson. They privatized the central bank, and they've been printing their funny money ever since. And so now we're just getting to that end game where instead of a billion here and a billion there, it's a trillion here and a trillion there. So now they've weaponized the currency because that's what it is. It's not money. Honest money is silver and gold, precious metals, something that can be weighed and valued something that has tangible value, but no, they own the funny money printing presses. And now they've, now, yeah, you're right. They're destroying select sectors of the economy to cripple us. And they can do it because they own all the real stuff. They don't need the money. They have all the money. They have all the gold. They have all of the stuff that has real value. So boy, I, I'm starting out on a bright note here, huh? This is awesome. No, I really, I appreciate it, Sean, because a lot of what we're dealing with right now, like we look at this truckers thing going on in Canada, and I, I made this comment last night, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. It's like, whatever the whatever the motivators were behind it, because there's some indications there was some dark money moving this thing initially. This thing has exploded to be a people's movement. But really right now, in my opinion, we are at a precipice of deciding to really fight or get really wiped out. And when I say that, if people will hold the line, and it's and this was to spread globally, my personal opinion is that we could 
actually cripple more of their systems than they want to, but we have to have that resolve just to not participate in them and endure the pain. Well, I'm inspired by what these truckers are doing. Um, I'm inspired by the video that we're seeing of people from all walks of life cheering on overpasses, every single overpass, you know, packed with people cheering on this convoy. Because look, I think they've lied to us about all of the numbers. They lie to us about the percentage of people that are vaccinated. And what I really like about this convoy, uh, what's happening up in Ottawa, is the fact that it's only helping to reveal Justin Castro Trudeau for the treacherous viper that he is. Like you knew, you knew it, I knew it. Most people, I guess, maybe not most people, but Canadians are waking up to the fact that this guy is a puppet and he literally is one of the World Economic Forum's young global leaders. He's an alumni of that program. And you know, later on in this conversation, if we talk about that, the World Economic Forum, I want to read a list of names of people who are alumni of that program, because it might shock you. It might shock most listeners. And it kind of gets me back to what I was saying. Not only do the richest of the rich, the elite of the world, and they call themselves the elite, not only do they own the most valuable companies, the most valuable real estate, the printing presses themselves, they're also front running the game by putting these young global leaders into positions of power everywhere. Or I should say, people in positions of power become young global leaders to essentially do the bidding of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset. But uh, yeah, what's going on, on in Ottawa is just, I think, very, very inspiring because people are finally, at least in Ottawa, at least in Canada, they're coming together and uh, you know they're saying the line in the sand is here. Okay, we're done. And that's what needs to happen. It's very inspiring. It's also very revealing. And the thing you just stated, which I, I do want to get into that, and it's the principle of how deep this cancer is. You've used the term already, and I'm 100% with this. It, it, this is an international criminal cabal that is running humanity, mm -hmm. and they are deeply embedded. And we can take however many historical threads back to find out its origin, but the fact is that they're in all aspects of government, finance, entertainment, and politics. And, and so, and that, when I say politics separate from government, it's the engines that run politics plus corporate mm -hmm. leaders and then all your money of lobbyists and so mm -hmm. forth. And, and obviously we have a, a major reveal of one of the biggest engines of that right now, which is the big pharma, which I'm not in any way suggesting we should have been surprised, but I think most of us to a certain degree were surprised at to how deeply embedded they were in this entire machine. Big Pharma specifically? Yes. Yeah. No, it's uh, extremely, extremely troubling. And um, let me call up something here for you, sort of related specifically to that. I want to play the right soundbite. It's probably 30, 40, 50 seconds. It's Reiner Fulmick, the attorney who is moving heaven and earth, collecting all of the data and evidence against these people for their crimes. I'm talking about Big Pharma crimes. I'm talking about political crimes, people in bed with big pharma, like Fauci, et cetera. Um, I think kind of what I just stated at the open here about they own everything and they've weaponized the money against us. He sort of sums that up here, I think. Reiner Fulmick, listen to this. It's about 
they're trying to distract our attention from what they've been doing through the highly criminal financial system. It's a financial mafia. I know what I'm talking about because I used to work for Deutsche Bank, one of the most criminal outfits in the world. They've been looting and plundering our coffers, our public coffers. They're, they're, they've been stealing our money and our assets for at least decades, probably centuries. We're going to get it back from them. We're going to take it back. We're going to take the, apart all of these corrupt corporations. We have all the damages in the world. But the third level, which they're also trying to distract us from, is that this is happening on purpose. These are not side effects. It's happening on purpose. They're purposefully destroying our economy so that the American platforms can take over, Uber, Amazon, and all the others. And ultimately, we also have to face the fact that these are not side effects. The people who are dying, the people who are uh, seriously injured because of the vaccines. That is what they've been trying to do. Vera said so. This is genocide. This is still their old agenda. It, did, it wasn't invented by Hitler. No, it was invented by some Anglo-Americans in 19-oh-something, and hit, they used Hitler for a while. But these same structures, the heirs of these same people are still around. That's why Vera correctly said, I can't believe I'm still fighting the same people that I fought 80 years ago. We're going to finish that job. Yeah, so uh, we're fighting the same people we were fighting 80 years ago, Vera said. I guess that's one of the witnesses that provided him testimony. Um, the good news is there are, as you know, Scott, really fantastic people, doctors, lawyers like Reiner Fulmick, like Todd Callender, like Tom Renz, uh, that are blowing the whistle, that are collecting the information, that are taking on this fight that want to save humanity, people that stand with humanity as opposed to these enemies of humanity. And he's absolutely right. It's an economic, it's a financial mafia. And um, I think he just better, he summed up what I tried to say at the open much better than I said it. Well, it's a great clip, Sean. I, I'd, I'd love for you to go ahead and read that list of the World Economic Forum's uh, alumni, because I think that fits right in. Okay, um, it's kind of lengthy. What I want people to do is just go to younggloballeaders.org and then click on alumni. And it's, how many pages? I wrote this last night. I think it's somewhere about 95 pages of names. And I think on each page, because they show a picture of each person, and there's maybe, I think, 12 or 16 photos and names on each page. So 95 pages of alumni. Here's just a few. Justin Trudeau, Macron in France, who, by the way, was a Rothschild banker, Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand, Angela Merkel, or Angela Merkel, Bill Gates. This one surprised me because uh, I kind of like her. She's on Fox News. Maria Bartiromo, Kate Brandt, sustainability officer at Google, Pete Buttigieg, secretary of transportation, Jennifer Ilicef, Professor Johns Hopkins University. Now you might recall Johns Hopkins, along with the World Economic Forum and the Gates Foundation held event 201 where they wargamed this COVID pandemic a couple of months before they announced a real quote unquote pandemic. Here's another person, Justin Fox, quote unquote journalist at Bloomberg. Tulsi Gabbard, Congresswoman from Hawaii, second district, US House of Representatives. Garland Gilchrist II, the Lieutenant Governor, State of Michigan. The list goes on and on and on. Who else is noteworthy here? People, oh, here's one you might recognize. Mark Zuckerberg, Founder and Chief Executive Officer, Meta. 
Oh, here's one more I found too. I skipped down. I, I got to uh, I got to the uh, H's and I thought, all right, enough of this. And I, I went to the end. I went to the Z's and then I started going backwards. So we got Mark Zuckerberg, and then I can't pronounce this name very well. Vasuda Vats, Vice President Pfizer. These are your world young global leaders, according to the World Economic Forum. That's incredible. I, I have seen some of this before. I didn't dig down as deep as you just did, but the uh, Tulsi Gabbard's an interesting one. She has a really interesting, strange, as would be expected, background. She married, uh, originally married a, a kid that was underage. She was like 16 or 14 years old from the Philippines that later disappeared. That kid's father was connected to the cult that she's now currently part of with her new husband, and she was put in power thanks to John Podesta. I had no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me anymore because it seems like all of these people, it's kind of like that whole 17th letter of the alphabet thing. If you followed any of that, it's always like, follow the bloodlines. You know, it just seems like they're all interrelated. They're all related somehow, some way, whether they're, you know, seventh cousins or whatever. And uh, what, yeah, what's weird about that is that she was kind of the best of the worst, right? In terms of the presidential candidates, the people running on that D party, she really was the best of the worst. That's how far gone we are. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's also, you mentioned Bloomberg, which is interesting. Did you see that post from Bloomberg about having to shut off the sun? What? <laughs> this is yesterday. I'm actually not kidding. They literally wrote yesterday that uh, it's an extreme measure, but shutting off the sun may be the only way we can, or blocking out the sun may be the only way that we can save us from global warming. These people are so maniacal. It just, it's like, oh yeah, okay, so basically that's just a soft threat. Like, if you keep trying to reveal truth, we're going to do something evil and maniacal, which we know they will. Yeah, they are so overtly evil, and I think that's the good news, is, you know, anybody who can think, and 30% of the population can't, okay? 30% have been hypnotized, and you cannot reach them anymore. I'll play another soundbite about that in a second from Reiner Fulmick again. But um, the good news is people are starting to wake up and they see this evil for what it is. And of course, Bloomberg would uh, uh, say that or support that um, and trumpet out global warming is the next big threat. You know, by the way, CNN, it was revealed from Project Veritas in one of these undercover exposés they did, that that will be the next big talking point on CNN global warming, climate change, climate change, carbon credits, climate change. You know, that's the next big thing after COVID. Their words. So that's where this is all headed. And of course, that supports people like Bill Gates who want to spray the skies and block out the sun. I mean, it's such overt evil. And even if you bought the fact that uh, climate change was real and global warming is real, if you buy that hook, line, and sinker, you probably don't live in a northern climate, by the way. You probably don't live in Duluth where it was negative 15 just the other day. Uh, oh, and by the way, the local news media in Duluth, I don't live in Duluth, I was just up there for a visit. Uh, the local media in Duluth was trumpeting some national survey or some study, I guess you would say, on the local news, saying that climate change is something we really need to focus on because global warming is real. A new study indicates Lake Superior has warmed by a tenth of a degree over the past 15 years. <laughs> I'm like, I've swam in Lake Superior in July, and you can barely stay in there for longer than five minutes. 
And right now it's all iced over. So the whole global, I mean, we're what? I guess we're just supposed to lay down and play and pay climate carbon credits to these same international international banking families, and that'll cure the problem. That's what we're supposed to believe, Scott. It's insanity. Well, Sean, I'll tell you how bad this is from a point of view of getting in people's heads. There is a company, I won't name it, but in Minnesota, in fact, that um, I was buying handmade soaps from. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I went to order some, and it's good products too, American-made. So I'm, oh, the other day I go to order some more product, and at the end it's like, would you like to contribute to the gar- carbon credit? I'm like, what? Where did this come from? So now they're voluntarily asking people to pay into a carbon credit. Just the lunacy of that alone, it's like, okay, tell me again how that's going to affect global warming. <laughs> to pay another tax, please share. Cause I'm, I'm, I just, it stuns me how, how people are right now. And it's, it's, and they're buying it. Like you said, there's 30% that, that just cannot think. Well, it's true. This is Reiner Fulmick again. He really does believe, well, look, I, his words better than mine. Listen to this. 30% of the population hypnotized, literally listen to this. Much of this is part of the um, psychological operation which uh, depends to a large degree on keeping us disoriented, keeping us in a panic mode, keeping us in a, in a position. This, there's a, what is it called? The Biderman chart of coercion. Incredible. You should look this up. This is from the 1950s or so. Uh, it is a deliberate psychological operation, which Professor Matthias Desmond explained to us. It's as though they are, and he says, it's not as though, it is they're hypnotizing. 30% of the population. This is how it works with 30% of the population. You can't reach them anymore. Um, because if you're hypnotized, you can't see anything, you can't feel anything. And he compared this with um, an old uh, Chinese technique. Um, they, they, in China, they still perform surgery, not all of them, but in some cases, uh, by hypnotizing people. So if you have open heart surgery and you're being hypnotized, of course you can't listen to anything. You will not hear anything we're, we're telling them. This is a big problem. And, and obviously, as you know, I've had some time working in information warfare and it's i think it's very difficult for people to realize how sophisticated these systems are we deal with layers and layers and layers of information influence some are very direct meaning say something you get response and reaction or you get you know information in and reaction out and then others like he's talking about layer this so that literally your universe reshapes around you. And I think what you've hit at here is so true is that people fall into this deep kind of hypnotic state where they just cease to listen to anything other than the TV. I mean, you and I both know that the television itself is a brainwashing tool was designed that way. Yeah. Television programming. It's called that for a reason. And um, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen that? uh, Do you recall? I'm not sure how old you are. You might be about my age. And uh, do you recall when TV used to end? You used to stop at night. People find that hard to believe. There was three or four channels. That was it. And at like one in the morning, that would that would be it. it would, they'd sign off and you'd get the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. And then it would be, you know, fly races. That's it. No more TV till what, 6 a.m. or whatever. Do you remember that um, national anthem that they would play? Oh, yeah. Have you seen the video that breaks that down? in between each of the uh, lines, because they put the lines up on screen, the lyrics up. Yes. During the dissolves between one set of lyrics and the next are um, those subliminal messages that basically, 
I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but people can go and bing this, look for it. But it's like, obey. The government is omnipotent. Obey the government. Do not dissent. Like all of that stuff, like the movie They Live kind of, it's like right in that. They use subliminal messaging right then and there. Those people were telling us who they were back then. This, is, this would have been what, the 70s? Yep. Late 70s? It's the 60s and late 70s, yes. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying, you know, all prior to whenever, uh, you know, we got all these new networks and 24-hour-a-day broadcasting. But, yeah, it's TV programming. It's literally called that for a reason. And 30% of the population are under this spell because of the COVID lies and the nonstop propaganda. Nonstop, 24-hour-a-day propaganda. doesn't matter what network you watch. You're going to be, even Fox News, you're going to be hit with the new COVID numbers, the new Omicron numbers, and it's all BS. Well, there's a clip I watched this morning from the Canadian truckers issue. It's just really interesting. I mean, this guy literally lost his mind. And in this process, trying to have, they were trying to explain to him what exactly, you know, they were doing. And he, he's just demanding. It's like, this has to stop. This has to stop. This is nuts. The clip is amazing because he is losing his mind over the fact that the truckers are there. And his rationale is when they challenge him, he said, this is a Trudeau issue. No, it's not. It's a provincial issue. And then he goes on and they're like, actually, no, it is a mandate from the, from the prime minister. And then he says, no, it's not a mandate. It's a requirement for employment. The brainwashing is unbelievable. And so what we go back to kind of this importance of this truckers event because what happens here right now, and they were, there was another piece that was uh, posted yesterday about the importance of honking because honking is literally just It's getting them so agitated that the anger itself is having them to forcing these people to come out and start having to confront this reality that is not the reality they're living in. It's really quite interesting. And, and all of that is we're in this massive psychosis and psychological warfare and people are being pounded, like you said, 24 seven. And the only way to dislodge them is a dramatic event. And this truckers event is what, in my opinion, is the beginning of what could be that dramatic event to really shake people to their core, especially the hypnotics. So that soundbite is from a man who is bent out of shape because the convoy, he doesn't agree with it. He, he thinks that all of this is nonsense because all that's being asked of the people is take an experimental vaccine as a requirement for employment. And he's okay with that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's one of the 30% then, isn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely. It's a great example. Uh, so it's like, you recall when uh, Ronald Reagan famously said, I think he was at the, uh, horrible, evil Rockefeller United Nations. And he said, just imagine if an alien species were to land on this planet and wage war against us, how quickly humanity would come together. We put aside all our petty differences, et cetera, right? Remember that? Mm -hmm, well, <laughs> by the way, friends, if that ever happens, it will be, you know, Project Bluebeam. It'll be a faked alien invasion to whipsaw us into, you know, one world government. But I feel like what's happening now with Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer, and Moderna, by the way, they just got full authorization from the FDA for their toxic vaccine, the ingredients of which they will not reveal. I feel like we are facing that alien invasion, that alien species 
I don't really mean this literally, but kind of. A foreign species that we can't possibly reconcile as being of God, for God, and for humanity has somehow garnered all this power to create all these toxic, quote-unquote, vaccines and push them out on humanity, and this alien species has cloaked themselves as human beings. Do you ever feel like that? These people are so evil. They're so sold out to, to evil that they can't possibly still retain human souls. Or they've just willingly relinquished those souls to Lucifer himself, because what they're doing is so demonic. I mean, look no further than La Quinta Columna and all the fantastic research happening all around the world by honest doctors and scientists that want to not only find out what are in these quote unquote vaccines, but they want to inform the world about the dangers of taking these things. They are experimental. And just one more word on the 30% that are hypnotized. My wife was just telling this. I must have told her on one of my shows. So if you've heard this uh, before, I'll try to be brief. My wife went to one of these little clinics or whatever to get an antibodies test because the group she works for is encouraging vaccines if you want to travel. They're not mandating for working there. But if you want to travel, and she goes to a lot of trainings and stuff, you got to take the vaccine. So I said, go get an antibodies test because you'll be able to use that, and I'll provide you with the science that officially declares if you have the antibodies, that's 27 times better than any vaccine. So she went and did that, and while she was there, just wanting to get an antibodies test, the nurse asked her if she was vaccinated. My wife said no, and the nurse said, why not? And my wife went on a tirade and called the thing experimental, which it is, and the nurse said, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's misinformation, ma'am. So then my wife had to get an earful of nonsense from an uneducated zombie nurse who is one of these 30%. And all she wanted was an antibodies test. But no, this witch had to try to push the experimental mRNA gene therapy on my wife without knowing the facts. I know more and my wife knows more about this thing than that nurse. How sick is that, man? I'm not even in the profession. And these people, these doctors and nurses, oh man, are they bought into the evil? They really are, Sean. It's amazing what you just said. It's like I, I didn't, I knew some about the, the technologies just by my where I'd worked in within DoD, but to understand the the mechanisms of injury, as Dr. Sherry Tenpenny would reference, or to understand the details of how this worked, that was not in my in my set of information until now. I mean, just because like you said, we had to dig and find out. So we seek and we, we dig and so does everybody else out here that's awake. They're like, okay, what's going on? But it is an amazing place where so many people have become compliant to a system. We have a friend in the family who is, uh, is has a, her husband became sick and the nurse advised her, this is a nurse, like to your wife's experience, wear two masks. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That's that's uh, right up there, right? That's probably out of what Harvard Medical School, right oh, there. God, I just it's, had it's it. unbelievable. I know, and now they're trying to force the kids in the high school here and the grade schools to do that again where we live. It's like, what is wrong with these school boards? And I know the answer. You know the answer too. It's all the CARES Act money. Yes, it is. It is absolutely all the millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars is being flooded into these school districts to bought and paid for school boards that will take the money 
but can only take the money if they agree to follow all of these horrible anti-human mandates. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. You're right. This is what people will do for 30 pieces of silver. Sean, you've done a tremendous amount of work in the, and this was, I think, a number of years ago, but as I have mentioned even on my show, you were really cutting edge and way ahead of the curve on the deep dives you did into child sex trafficking. To me, this all links back. It's just another form. Give us a little context on that because you are literally one of the top researchers in that area for the Patriots. I That's very flattering. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. It's probably not true. I mean, look, I would have on really gifted researchers and we would have discussions that then would inspire me to make little micro doc, uh, microdocs, I would call them, you know, 9, 10, 15 minute little videos about this issue, Pizzagate, Pedagate, et cetera. But the big picture is this, hashtag Pedagate, hashtag Pizzagate. What is Pizzagate? Well, Pizzagate all, uh, the conversation began out of those Podesta WikiLeaks emails and all the coded language recognized by the FBI as language pedophiles use to cloak what they're really talking about. All of that information in Podesta's emails, including Spirit Cooking, Marina Abramovic, et cetera, that bore out a whole new conversation about child sex trafficking uh, at the highest levels of government, corporations, et cetera. And people might say, well, that was all nonsense. CNN proved it. <laughs> they debunked all that. Well, let me just say that it's now widely recognized that Jimmy Savile, who was well-protected and, uh, I guess, lauded in the UK for 30 years while at the BBC, he was best friends with Prince Charles, and Prince Charles named him the godfather to his sons. Jimmy Savile is now well-known for being a prolific pedophile and child sex trafficker, not just a pedophile, he also trafficked children, and he was into necrophilia, okay? All well-known, but only allowed to be talked about in the UK publicly, you know, by these horror media um, outlets after he died. He was also, by the way, knighted by the Queen. So let's take a look at what happens in the United States. How about the Clintons? How about the Clinton Foundation? How about Laura Silsby, who was caught at the border in Haiti trying to traffic out 33 children after the earthquake down there? Well, she was arrested, and anybody else would have gone to a Haitian prison for 20 years, but she did six months because Bill Clinton sent an attorney down there on her behalf, and Bill Clinton lobbied to go light on her. And the attorney, it turns out, is also a well-known pedophile. So I just get real tired of people saying, oh, that was all debunked. CNN debunked what happened at Comet Ping Pong. But as it pertains to research, you know, there's so many fantastic people out there doing great research. Liz Crokin is somebody I interviewed countless times. Corey from Corey's Digs. Um, who else? Titus Frost did great work. Mr. Truth Bomb, you can find some of these people still out there. And here's a fantastic one. If anybody just wants the meat and potatoes documentaries about this subject, go to BitChute. You can't find him on YouTube anymore like me or anybody else. We've got to go to BitChute and search for Mouthy Buddha. Mouthy Buddha does absolutely fantastic Hollywood level, I just mean from a production standpoint, fantastic work on this subject. 
and uh, it's real. It's real. And I think that uh, people at the highest echelons of power um, use this as a form of blackmail against each other and against politicians and corporate heads to essentially keep people in line with this satanic vision for the world, which is to lead us into a new world order and a one world government. And they use children. They traffic in children just like they traffic in anything else. Narcotics, money. It's it's one of their mechanisms of power. And um, it's very, very sick and very, very sad. And by the way, the current imposter in chief, he's part of the problem too, because we now know that this child trafficking is happening right in front of everybody's faces because the border's wide open. So these Democrats, they'll claim to care about kids and families so much, but they don't care about the borders and they don't want to stop child sex trafficking and human trafficking and fentanyl coming across the borders. Fentanyl deaths, by the way, are spiking again, all time levels. Suicide is off the charts. And uh, a ninth grader, a ninth grader, Scott, this past weekend, who goes to the high school where my son goes, killed himself. So that's what Democrats bring us. Death, destruction, open borders, child sex trafficking, and CNN says, well, that's all been debunked. It's pretty crazy. There's a great meme that came up this morning to this point exactly, and it's actually got Captain Kirk and Star Trek uh, Spock together. And the comment is from Spock, it appears to be a planet, referring to Earth, it appears to be a planet where elite pedophiles keep the citizens in a constant state of fear by hyping up seasonal flu. That's pretty epic. That's spot on. I wish I could use humor better to inform people because it's a more uh, palatable way to convey information. I think that's uh, that's fantastic. Oh, by the way, when I mentioned Comet Ping Pong, maybe that's gone down the memory hole for a lot of people, but I just want to remind people that James Alephantis had a public Instagram page and he didn't shield any of the stuff he posted on there. Things like a big giant, essentially it looks like an empty uh, industrial grade, you know, restaurant sized walk-in refrigerator with cement walls. Hashtag murder. That's what he put next to that Jimmy comment, I think was the name he used. And uh, James Alephantis, by the way, the proprietor of Comet Ping Pong and Bucks, I'm going to get this wrong, is it? hunting and fishing, camping and fishing, but Comet Ping Pong and Bucks. That's it. Those are his two restaurants. GQ named him the 49th most powerful person in Washington, D.C. just a couple of years before that Comet Ping Pong uh, Pizzagate story broke. So you tell me how James Alephantis, if he's just a pizza shop owner, could be the 49th most powerful person in Washington, D.C. Oh, and by the way, He's a homosexual who was once in a relationship with David Brock. Does that ring any bells? David Brock? See, again, follow the bloodlines. These people are all part of a big, giant, in my view, satanic mafia or cabal. And Alephantis, that guy's as crooked as the day is long. And by the way, one more note about how these people all sort of party together and run cover for each other. It was Jake Tapper's wife, Jennifer Tapper who in an interview with the Washingtonian, Washingtonian, okay, you guys can go Google this or Bing it, Jennifer Tapper was being asked about, you know, being a mom, being a successful working mom, et cetera. And then she was asked about their favorite restaurants. 
Well, I've been to Washington, D.C. They have world-class restaurants. Her answer was our favorite date night restaurant is Buck's Hunting and Fishing, or whatever that Buck's one is, owned by James Elephantis. And their favorite family night restaurant, can you guess? Comet Ping Pong. Jake Tapper's wife. Now, I don't know if people have been following the news, but it appears to me that CNN now has a Pizzagate problem of its own because they continue to have to fire producers who are now being revealed as pedophiles, one of whom is allegedly, I should say, allegedly pedophiles, one of whom was Jake Tapper's longtime producer. So I don't know, you can't make this stuff up. If my wife was being interviewed by a publication and if my wife was saying that our favorite family date night restaurant was Buck's and the favorite family restaurant was Comet Ping Pong, I would expect people to take a you know pause to that and maybe want to ask me some questions. Why are you hanging out at places that are alleged, uh, allegedly frequented by pedophiles and, and, and bands, by the way, that uh, openly talk about pedophilia in their music and on stage with kids around? Is that normal? So the comet ping pong, yeah, I guess it's all been debunked. CNN said so. <laughs> you know, you said something earlier, which is right on point to this, which is kind of the reference to aliens. And and where I go with this on the show is that, I, you know, whatever you want to believe on aliens, got it. But here, here's the where I look at this. When you sever empathy from a human, they are no longer human. So by definition are alien to our race. And I say that because all of these people have one thread in common. They have no empathy. These are psychopaths. And Dr. Lee Merritt was on, and we talked about this, and we've had her on a couple of times. And her whole point is that in her work as a, when she was in the Navy working as a, she was a spinal doc, and she worked with psychologists, the one class of people they cannot identify in psychological profiles are psychopaths. They've never done deep dive studies. And the more that you dig into this, it begins to look pretty much like you have just mapped out that it's the psychopaths that are to have seized control and then they cover for each other. They run in packs. They can sniff out each other. They can sense who's another psychopath. That's just the way they are. And so it, it isn't however you want to use the term alien, they are definitely alien to our humanity. They, they are foreign to us in, a, in an extreme way because you can't imagine anybody having such disregard for children, just like we're dealing with now with these Pfizer shots or with the research you've done in child sex trafficking and the horrors that go along with that. And the, even the knowledge that like children and child sex trafficking is one of the most prolific and most profitable commodities in the world. Yeah, and uh, you sparked a thought here as it relates to aliens. Um, we don't have to get into this deep. I don't have all the research in front of me, so I'm just going off memory. But uh, people should look into the foundations of NASA. And they should Google, I got to stop saying that, Bing or DuckDuckGo, the occult foundations of NASA. And look into people like Jack Parsons, and his buddy Alistair Crowley, and then <clears throat> and then take a look at the entity that Alistair Crowley is said to have manifested and communicated with, and then get back to me on what aliens are. When there's a alien invasion, 
that's trumpeted by the mainstream horror media. Also, then go immediately look into Bing, DuckDuckGo, Project Bluebeam. So I don't know. I just know that uh, the foundations of NASA are a cult, and it seems that all of these people in positions of power over all of these years are into the occult. And um, I guess it's very sexy to them to just reject God and to reject uh, the Son of God and uh, the biblical truths. And it's very sexy to try to dupe humanity into believing that uh, we are hurling through space and time on this meaningless ball that is the result of a big bang that they've never proved. There's absolutely no evidence to suggest that this all happened by accident. And that's what they want us to believe. So therefore, thereby comes this nihilism that all these young people feel, this desolation, this isolation, this loneliness, as they go to these public indoctrination camps. And the beauty of life has been scrubbed from those indoctrination camps. And they're told all of this nonsense that makes them feel like they're not special and their lives don't matter and there isn't a creator. So why not just kill yourself in the ninth grade? I'm getting heated here, man, because you're, these people have had too much power for too long and they need to be vanquished. I completely agree, Sean. And you've hit some, you've hit a really personal and I mean, very real nerve for most, which is the children and what's happening to them. I think this falls back to the challenge and kind of as we kind of close up today, I mean, you're a parent and you're, you're facing these challenges now. What's that responsibility for parenting? This is the part that drives me crazy is it's, is in the society right now, there's a deflection going on where it's like, oh, the government did this and they did this. Ultimately, the steering and stewardship of children is in the parents' hands. And I, I know you're facing that with where you are. What's your thoughts on that? It's very, 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 very difficult. And, you know, thank God uh, our financial needs are met. So we don't have to live in despair day to day like so many families. Single moms, are, look at it this way, man. When I say it's very, very hard, my wife and I have been married from day one. We brought four kids into, into the world. We're still married. So those kids have had the same parents and the same stability for their entire lives. And, you know, we have kids that still have problems. But families have problems. Raising kids is not easy. Now, imagine if you're a single mother or a single father and you're trying to make ends meet. And then this damn school says, oh, we're going to send kids home now. and We're going to you know, have that isolated learning for a semester. Well, how are you supposed to manage your life if you've got a kid in the fourth grade or a second grader or a seventh grader? They're just supposed to be home by themselves. They're supposed to get online and do all that. We're going to. It's madness. So what we have done recently with our youngest is because this damn high school is mandating masks again, we pulled him out and he's doing online school. And but that's no magic bullet either, because he's isolated, which gets us back to what Reiner Fulmeck was talking about. Bitterman's chart of coercion. You'd know this well, being uh, an intelligence. And uh, what were you in in the military? PSYOPs? What I did in Afghanistan was information warfare. All right. Bitterman's chart of coercion. Method number one, isolation. Effect and purpose. Deprives victims of all social support of their ability to resist. Method number two, monopolization of perception. Effects and purpose fixes attention upon immediate uh, predicament. 
I'll just read the methods. Method number three, humiliation and degradation. Method number four, exhaustion, weaken people's mental and physical ability to resist. Method number, what is this? Number five, threats. Method number six, see now they're giving us this one, occasional indulgences. Look at the UK, now they're pulling back and they're saying, okay, no more mask mandates, no more vaccine papers. The next method, demonstrating omnipotence suggesting that uh, there's a futility in resisting, right? Because they're omnipotent. We can't possibly defeat these people. And the final method of coercion, forcing trivial demands, forcing trivial demands, like masking when you want to fly. Does that make any sense? The science is clear on this. It makes zero sense. The masks don't protect, even if you believe in this boogeyman variant. So forcing trivial demands. See, they're trying to humiliate us into defeat. They're trying to just wear us out. They're trying to make us give up because we have the power. The people have the power as being demonstrated by the convoy, I think, up in Ottawa. God bless those people. I hope they get what they want, which ultimately is to get rid of Trudeau, who has disavowed the convoy and calls them all uh, racists and misogynists. Do you believe that? Evidently, if you're a trucker, you hate women. It's just nonsense, man. These people have lost the narrative. See, that's the good news. And Reiner Fulmick and uh, this panel, people are calling it Nuremberg 2. In that interview I was playing, he says he doesn't like to call it Nuremberg 2. But uh, that panel is moving forward in uh, courts that are more honest than uh, the ones we have here in this country to prosecute for their crimes people like Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, etc. So Folks should keep their eyes on that. It's a big, big story because uh, one way or the other, we the people are going to get justice, okay? Because this is the line in the sand. I'm not taking your experimental mRNA gene therapy. By the way, the group that my wife works for, they're offering people a $500 bonus if you take the shot. My wife, in writing, told these people they could offer her a million dollars and she's not taking the experimental quote-unquote vaccine. So for a lot of people, this is the line in the sand, Scott. It really is, Sean. Before we close with the prayer, Sean, a couple things. I mean, just comment on this because it's important. Being that truth teller, being a truth teller, there is this constant fight and flame, and it, it doesn't stop. And I, and I just want you to speak about that because it's the one thing is truth will ultimately conquer. And then, of course, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, look, um, Orwell said it best, in a time of nearly universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. But who was it? Alex Jones quotes it a lot. But when people finally do muster up the courage to speak truth and become patriots, then more and more people join them because then it isn't quite so risky to be a patriot. And what I'm seeing is I'm seeing people really start to stand up in mass all over the country, at school boards, you know, trying to take back our elections, uh, defeating uh, Biden's move to allow mail-in ballots without ID in perpetuity 24 hours a day so they could steal more elections. Uh, These moms and dads showing up at school boards, reading these people the riot acts, Uh, people showing up at school boards in uh, threatening their surety bonds and telling these people you're on notice, we're going to file a claim against your surety bond. If you don't immediately resign and relinquish all of these 
vaccine and mask mandates in schools. And people are starting to realize that they have the power. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm very, very grateful that so many people are waking up and choosing the side of truth and becoming patriots, right? Because it can be scary when you're, you're one of the first under the wire, you know, like you've been. Um, but when people see others doing it, it emboldens them. And, uh, you know, in such a time of universal deceit, it's fantastic to see so many new voices, um, powerful voices showing up and screaming truth at these evil, evil school boards that are taking the bribe money. Uh, as far as where folks can find me, I've got a website called sgtreport.com. And the moniker I came up for that when I launched it back in 2010 was the Corporate Propaganda Antidote. And I recognized then, which has only become worse now, that the mainstream horror media is controlled by six major corporations that disseminate 95% of the news the American people get on a daily basis. So if people want real news and the antidote to those lies and propaganda, they need to seek out alternative news media sources. So I've got sgtreport.com and thephaser.com, that's the sister site, and thelibertymill.com. Those are the three websites. And you can find all my work, of course, on Podbean, iTunes, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and of course, every single day, sticky right at the top of sgtreport.com are my most recent three videos. And uh, I want to thank you for having me on, Scott. I also want to tease something. Uh, if people want to hear a really intriguing interview, I'm going to post a new one tonight featuring Bart Sabrell. He's the uh, guy behind A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. He's got a new book out called Moon Man. And according to Bart, the whistleblower who he reveals in that book blows the whistle on the faked Apollo moon missions and says where they were filmed, when they were filmed, and who was there while they were being filmed. So I'll release that later tonight. That sounds fantastic, Sean. Well, hey, Sean, we always close with a prayer, and if it's okay with you, I'll do a prayer. Yeah, please. Thanks. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this blessed time. We've come together and just a meeting of another great mind in the truth movement. And Lord, we just, we know very clearly that truth is the way forward. The truth will reveal all the truth will reveal the darkness and bring it into the light. And once exposed to light, it can never be darkness again. So Lord, we just pray for Sean and all the work he does pray for his family and the, the strength that he continues to have and, and the voice that he continues to have to reach as many as possible to continue to awaken those that are asleep, and to lead the many into the light. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John, I really appreciate the talk today. By the way, that was uh, that quotable you mentioned was uh, Mark Twain. Oh, yeah, it was on the, I, Mark Twain. Yeah, it was, I couldn't wrestle up his name, but I could see him. I always do it, don't worry. I mean, I, I always, I know the quote, like you said, and I always have to look it up who wrote it. But it was just an epic quote. In the beginning of change, of the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned when his cause succeeds the timid join him and then it costs nothing to be a patriot it's an epic quote so well, hey man thank you very much it's an awesome interview today appreciate it thank you well sean i hope you have a blessed day man thank you very much thanks brother all right brother have a great day god bless you too. all right patriots <clears throat> there we go with a great interview with sean from sgt report he is really top top shelf in what he does and it's great many times to just sit down and have a good conversation with another researcher and truth teller like him 
His work, again, is at sgtreport.com, and he did just post that new piece that he mentioned at the end there. So it's worth checking that out. And if you don't follow him, I would highly encourage that you do. There aren't enough people out here that are solid in research and in this movement. There's obviously some good ones, and Sean is one of those. And so anytime we can add another one, if you don't follow Sean, add him to your must-watch list. It's important. This is a real challenging time for truth, as we know, because the people we're dealing with control narrative and counter-narrative. And with that, we have a lot of distractions going on. And the other problem that as a movement, as a, as a movement of awakening, people are having a hard time focusing on what's important. You know, there's a lot of topics to discuss about what's truth or not truth. But right now, the pressing topic is what's going to happen next. And that direction has to, you have to stay focused on that principle that this group here that's running the narrative, they want you worried and wondering and wandering about the fields, worrying about all the things that have nothing to do with their agenda. And I don't care whether that is your, whatever that research is you're doing. You have to come back to what's before you right now. What's before us is the fate of humanity. This is like I said the other day, and I even wrote it on the board tonight, because we've got we have people that get obsessed about flat earth. I don't care what you believe on flat earth, but when some flat earther or somebody who believes in the firmament or somebody that wants to go on and on about Nephilim, if they can relate to me how their research has anything to do with stopping medical tyranny and the progression to transhumanism, I'll sit down and listen. But the thing is, they can't because everything, all this is a squirrel. They, they see a squirrel and they start running down the rabbit hole. Keep the focus on where we need to be. Truth is a big thing. It's a big topic. And for your personal use, that's important. But the immediate focus for humanity is what the threat is before us. And right now, that threat before us is intense. And when all this distraction comes about and people keep wanting to run their agendas and tell you about what is or what isn't, the real agenda that's before you is this. They have decided already for you that you are going to become transhuman. They have decided already before you that you will be integrated into a metaverse. They have decided that every single one of you will either take the vax and and begin the transition or they will eliminate you. That's real. That's the fate of humanity. And I don't care whether I'm walking on a stick, living on a stick, whether I'm living on a donut, whether I'm living on a round earth, whether I'm living on a flat earth, whether I'm living in a forest with Nephilim, I don't care. The point is that the bottom line of all of this is that our objective before us is to stop this agenda. And this agenda is intense. Canada's got a challenge right now to be strong because they're doing what they always do. They're offering these little placated compromises. Oh, just pull back from the border and we'll pull down the mandates. The mandates are not going to solve anything. At the end of the day, you have to stop the progression of what the core problem is. And the core problem is a mass, a batch of elites that have determined that the best way to handle humanity is to transition them into transhumans so that they are more obedient and slaves at any cost. That's it. And so with that's going to become job displacement, crush, crashing the economy, c- making food shortages. And as Bloomberg reminded us the other day, they might even black out the sun just because 
we're at that state now to save the world. Well, that's our choices. And at the end of the day, this fight is massive. And the one thing that always we always have to pivot back on is this. We have to make the determination if we want to survive as humanity. And if we do, that pivot and that foundation, and the only way through this is going to be our relationship with God. And I don't say that from any other position of truth. This is bigger than us if we go head to head with them. It's not bigger than us if we put God in the fight. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. It's critical. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. This is a time right now to keep our prayers solid, our feet anchored hard on the rock of faith. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But right now, more than ever, We've got to keep our trust deep in God because our mission here in this time and this place for such a time as this is to keep pressing in and pressing in hard. We are literally securing the land and expanding the kingdom. And right there, we will be there at that victory line with God. So see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, 
has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 